as Jonathan has been mentioned to you, um, I'm from Middleton Baptist Church and I bring greetings from your friends and families that are um, worshipping with us in Middleton Baptist Church. I was once um, part of this church, so when Johnny asked me to come and preach, and I said, wow, that's a, it's like me coming back home. So I'm feeling more like um, I'm playing a home game to, to today. So I think I should be more relaxed, shouldn't I? But nevertheless, you know, I've met some old friends, and, and it's good to see you all, and I'm very, very thrilled and happy to be here. Um, I'm standing in here um, thanking God for his grace when I was in this church. I wasn't a member of this church. The gospel wasn't that very clear to me. But today, I thank God for how God has transformed myself and my family and, and where we are at now. Um, I'm standing here as a student of Monster Bible uh, College and still have some few modules to complete before I fully graduated. So please, I do value your prayers. Please continue to pray for me so that I can continue to grow in this knowledge. So let's turn our Bible to Proverbs. Um, if we have already got it, um, let me get it. Proverbs chapter 9. Jonathan has been given a wonderful introduction um, to the two invitations we're going to be looking at this morning um, <clears throat> in Proverbs chapter 9. So let me read it. Wisdom has built her house. She has honed his seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out Amazed, and she calls from the highest point of the city. Let all who are simple come here. She says to those who lack judgment, Come, eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Live your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the ways of understanding. Whoever corrects a mocker invites insult. Whoever rebukes a wicked man incurs abuse. Do not rebuke a mocker, for he will hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Instruct a wise man, and he will be wiser still. Teach a righteous man, and he will add to his learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through me, your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. If you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. Verse 13. The woman fully is loud. She is undisciplined and without knowledge. She sits at the door of her house, on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling out to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Let all who are simple come in here, she says, to those who lack judgment. Stolen water is sweet, food eating in secret is delicious, 
But little did they know that the dead are there, that our guests are in the death of the grave. Let us pray for God's help. Lord, we just want to come to your presence this morning. As we're hoping your words, we ask for your help. Please speak through me. I'm only a vessel. I pray, God, that your words will come through me clearly and will be communicated well this morning to everyone and even to myself as well. So I pray, God, that as we hear it, may we be transformed. May your Holy Spirit help us to take it in and help us to apply it to our life. Let us see clearly the invitation that you want us to choose for ourselves to have a better life to be able to leave this world, the circular world that we find ourselves in, and to point us into your glory. So we thank you for your help in this, in Jesus' name. These days, uh, our primary reliance uh, for navigation is Google Maps, isn't it? To reach our destinations. I don't know about you, recently Alice and I traveled to a center of excellence a place in County Mayo is a GAA place where my daughter Alexis have a GAA Gaelic football match. And on our way, uh, Google Maps directed us through a shortcut. It believed to be a regular road, but it turned out to be a road <laughs> from a farm to people's backyard. And we were wondering, what are we doing here? Should we turn back? But while we're desperately trying to find our way out into a better road, we find ourselves driving through even more bushes and more, uh, you know, uncomfortable road, desperately to get out onto the plain road. But that never happened. But thank God, somehow, we got to our destinations. But it wasn't pleasant. Isn't it also true, isn't it true about our life as a journey? As we travel through this world, we encounter various choices along the way. And one thing we always strive to do is to ensure that we make the right decisions for ourselves. Whether it is in choosing friends, partners, managing finances, or maintaining good health, or even embracing a good lifestyle, or a godly lifestyle. This passage we're going to be looking at this morning, Solomon presents a picture of two invitations from two ladies. One is Lady Wisdom, and the other one, Lady Folly. Both of them are calling out to us, seeking our attention and response. And this is what both seek every day. In whatever we do, the constant invitation, constant invitation that is seeking our attention and looking at how we respond to it. But first, let's have a look at the invitation of Lady Wisdom. From verse 1 to 12. The first thing we see with Lady Wisdom is her preparation. Verse 1 says she has a beautiful home. Wisdom has built her house. She has set up its seven pillars. This is not an ordinary home. It's a home with seven pillars. The number seven suggests completeness. One that lacks nothing. 
It's magnificent. It's a solid and well-furnished house. It has seven pillars, it says. For builders who know pillar, pillar is needed to support a massive, massive building. So a home with seven pillars means massive in size. This metaphor used in describing Lady Wisdom can be compared to the qualities of wisdom described in, by James in James 3.17. James describes the home of wisdom, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate. The wisdom is submissive, it's full of mercy, good fruit, is impartial, impartial and is sincere. And also Proverbs 24, 3-4, it reads, By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge his rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. You see, Lady Wisdom don't only just have a beautiful home. She has prepared a feast for her guest. Verse 2 says that she has much to offer. She prepares a satisfying feast. And not only she prepares that, she beautifully presented her face on a decorated table with meat and wine. That is appealing, right? That is appealing. A decorated table with plenty of meat and wine. And not only she does that, she doesn't just leave it there and be looking at it. She wants to be heard. She makes great effort. Three, verses 3 to 9 tell us that she wants to be heard. Verse 3. She made great effort to reach all those who will listen. In doing so, she sent out a servant and cries out for the highest point of the city, crying out, inviting the simple, those with no sense, verse 4 to 5, to come and join her in a feast. Those who are simple, those that are ignorant, they're the ignorance to the gospel. They're not stupid. They're smart people. Because Jesus also encounters so many of them during his ministry. Those that lack understanding. But there is no discrimination here. The Lady Wisdom is inviting them to come, all of them, to come and eat and drink her prepared face. This meal she has prepared represents divine understanding and insight. She's asking them to leave your simple ways and you will leave. It's not, it's not something that can be bought or earned or for privileged few. Wisdom extends all that offer to everyone that passes by her city. And she invited them to her home. She's asking them to forsake foolishness and leave to go in the way of insight. Do you receive that invitation 
every day in your life today. And whatever you're doing, whatever you're engaging yourself into, are you getting that invitation that something special is calling you? Or are you just a mocker and denying the Spirit of God calling you to come and participate in his banquet? Look at verse 7 to 9. She wouldn't invite mockers. The mockers are quite different from simple. The mockers are wicked people. That's what Jesus called them in Luke eleven twenty nine. The wicked generation. Why? Because they were asking Jesus to give them more signs. Even though Jesus had done so many signs, pointing them to himself as the Messiah. So Jesus called them, you mockers are wicked generation. They refuse to heed to Christ's wisdom. This passage is warning us. It's a, it's a waste of time to see the company of the wicked, to seek the company of mockers. Because in the hope of doing so, or trying to help them, you're more likely, we are all more likely to be corrupted by them. Why? Because they ridicule wise words. There's nothing you can tell them that is truth that they will not try to change it or they will not try to laugh about it. And if you're not careful, they will try to destroy someone's reputation. No wonder Jesus told his disciples, apostles, to go into the city two by two. But if they don't take you in, if they refuse to hear your words, dust your feet and move on. But here's a joyful thing. In contrast, a wise person loves Lady Wisdom and follows his command and wants to learn more. Verse 8 to 9 says, Rebuke the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they'll be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. Lady Wisdom is not just making this plea for nothing. He's making this plea so that we can come and feast in his home. He has set up his decorated table with satisfying meal and he's inviting all the simples to come in. Because he has, she has so much promise to give them. Three promises. In verse 10, she's going to give them wisdom and understanding. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. To fear the Lord is not something for us to shrink in error, but to humbly revere and honor God. That is what it means to fear the Lord. When we have a deep, deep intimate and respect for God, for who he is, a holy, loving, merciful God, then we will recognize his greatness, his sovereignty, and his divine nature. And the result of his knowledge will help us to turn away from our own sin 
and seek to be Christ-like. Colossians 2, verse 2-3, to 3, it says, My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, so that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Not only her promise is a wisdom and understanding, she also wants us to have a long life. It's guaranteed. Verse 11 said, For true wisdom, your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. That is, those who walk in a way will be rewarded with more fulfilling life, experiencing the blessings of wise living, and avoiding negative consequences that often result in lack of godly wisdom. Following Lady Wisdom is a guarantee of long life. Verse 12 says we have a fruitful life. Because she wants us to have the best life possible. Her promise about wisdom, understanding, long life, fruitful life means reward with fruit of the Holy Spirit. We have relationship with God. And the power to resist the attack of Satan. The fruitful life we will receive with lady wisdom assures us that no matter the struggle we face in this world, by heeding to the instruction of God, obedience to his command, we will be compensated in eternity. But the last verses 12, what a mocker will suffer in isolation. So let's leave it there. Let's go to the lady fully. 13 to 18. She competes with lady wisdom for souls of men and women. She also has her own preparation. What does she prepare? Actually, she makes no preparation at all. Verse 13 says she's unruly, which means she's loud, disordered, and knows nothing. She lacks understanding. She's wayward. All knowledge of holy things is lost and forgotten. But she plea, in verse 14, she sits on a high seat, just like Lady Wisdom, in the highest city. She cries out for the seated position, though. She doesn't move. Unlike Lady Wisdom, who sent her servants to be heard, Lady Foley doesn't move. That's a sign of laziness, isn't it? She waits for simple, and those who lack understanding to pass by and come to her. She doesn't cry out. She promised, in verse 17, that stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. 
when you think about stolen water. I'm a native of Nigeria, and I remember when myself and my wife went to my mother-in-law's house. She has a well um, in front of her house. And my wife said, I do not like the way people are coming from all over the place community, just coming to fish from that well. What should we do? And then we decided to have um, a ring, like a gate, to lock it. Well, she's right in doing so, because people were coming to her, to her yard, to take water that doesn't belong to them. This is also implies to when we are thrilled in doing what is forbidden or dodgy activities, and we're thinking that stolen water is sweet. The more prohibited, the more unlawful things are, the more things that belongs to us, the more tempting and desirable it becomes. Because why? Because we get excited about, you know, I can quickly just get away with it. Nobody will see me. A few weeks ago, 4.2 million worth of cocaine were discovered for money, for stolen water. Proverbs 20.17 reminds us that food gained by fraud tastes sweet, but one handle with a mouth full of gravel. The sad thing is the followers of Lady Foley they do not know the true promise about this. That they were all ended up in the house of dead. Their way is a way to hell. We are here this morning we hear these two invitations coming into our mind every time. We long for wisdom and understanding. We long for fruitful life. We long for long life. Or a mouth full of gravel, taking things that doesn't belong to us and calling it smartness. So with invitation, shall we accept this morning? Is it that of Lady Wisdom, who has prepared much and delivered what she promises? Or that of Lady Foley, who promises much and delivers the opposite? Let me remind you, Lady Foley delivers the worst life possible. She doesn't offer forgiveness. Once you fall into a house, if you say the house of hell, you're dead. Eternal condemnation. You're not going to come out of it. 
Her punishment is irreversible. There is no single benefit offered by her. She does not only provide obvious worldly loss and immorality that destroys human souls, she is also present in false teachings of God's words with doctrines that flatter pride and give liberty to loss that destroy people's life. Changing the gospel for something that the Bible doesn't say or try to twist the word of God into something that becomes sweet water. And use that as an excuse that you can get away with things. Become immoral because of the old tradition. These are all work of Satan, which Lady Foley represents. Second Corinthians eleven thirteen. Except, sorry, Second Corinthians eleven three warns us that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent cunning, our minds may somehow be led astray from our sincere and pure devotion to Christ. In the same chapter, verse 11, that Satan even disguises himself as an angel of light. Guys, there are things out there that are out to get us. Serious invitation to turn away from a godly way into the life of lies and ruin. I don't know about you, but my choice is Lady Wisdom between the two invitations. Where Lady Wisdom symbolizes a metaphor for Jesus. Jesus identifies himself as wisdom. He is the creator of wisdom. From in Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 7, he initiated creating a man in God's image. If you turn your Bible to me, please, to Proverbs 8, just a flip back from 22 to 31. Let me introduce Jesus to you again. Jesus introduced himself and says, The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was appointed from eternity, from the beginning before the world began. When there is no oceans, I was given birth. When there was no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the hell or his field, or any of his doors of the world. I was there when he set the heavens in place, where he marked out the horizons on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea his boundary, so the waters would not overstep his command, when he marked out the foundation of the earth. Then I was a craftsman at his side. 
I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his, in his world, whole world, and delighting in mankind. That's Jesus for you. All of us are simple people by God's standard. We can easily be influenced to do things that are opposite to God's command. But fortunately, God's wisdom is readily accessible to anyone, to all of us this morning. He does not withhold it for those who earnestly want it. Because Jesus, as we just read from that passage, chapter 8, 30, 31, he says, Then I was a craftsman at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world, and delighting in mankind. Jesus is constantly reaching out to us. In Jeremiah 1.5, his word affirms he knew us even before we were formed in the womb. This is what this passage is saying. He loves us before we loved him. He becomes for us wisdom from God, our righteousness, holiness, and our redemption. Therefore, if we want to acquire his wisdom, we must earnestly desire it and ask him for it. That's what James advised us to do. If, you, if any of us lacks wisdom, we should ask God. We give generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. In Proverbs 18, 17, it also emphasized that he loves those who love him and those who seek him will find him. So I draw my time to close. Google Map may be good enough at times to get us to our destination, but it cannot get us to our ultimate destination, which is heaven. The Bible serves as our spiritual navigator. It's a reliable guide that assists us in confronting the problem of sin and draw us close to our Savior. Unlike Google Maps, which can throw us into an unknown God or unknown road, sorry, the Bible set out the path straight for us. And not only set our path straight, it points us to Christ. He points us to Christ to show us his love for us. That he gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Without the Christ wisdom revealed to us in the Bible, we cannot know the best choice that prevents us from falling into the hand of Lady Foley. A theologian, Donald Whitney, said that there is simply no healthy Christian life apart from a diet of milk and meat of scripture. This means we need a regular intake of words as a spiritual diet to know the ways and the will of the Lord, to know what is pleasing to God as well as what is ultimately best and most fulfilling for ourselves. 
Friends, this is crucial to remember we're not only the ones in these situations. We have people out there, the simples are out there, and we need to go out and invite them. We need to let them know about the nourishment the words of God offers. That Christ love for all. So that we are not only partakers in the feast, but to extend the invitation to others, allowing them to experience God's grace and to undergo the transformation through his wisdom. Friends, if we accept Christ's invitation this morning, true repentance means Lady Folly has no more power over us. Simple as that. We will receive forgiveness. We will become an insider. The mystery of the gospel will be unveiled to us. We will become an adopted child of God. Becoming partakers in his inheritance and assurance for eternal life and a grand banquet to come. Let me finish by just reading from Isaiah 25, 6-8. It's a prayer I want to leave with you. It says, on this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The Sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. Let us come to him in his invitation. As we experience God's invitation every day in everything that we do. Once we are in Christ, we have it all. Satan or Lady Foley or whatever description that they can come with it has no power over us. So I plead with you this morning. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your words. We thank you for your word is truth. We thank you for your love that's shown from the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation. We thank you that your love for us never ceased. They are fresh every morning. Lord, please, I beg and I pray that you will reach out to us every day, whatever our position with you. If we are right with you, Lord, please continue to guide us, energize us, and encourage us and increase our faith in you, Lord. And we are not sure where we are today with you. 
Lord, we pray, God, that you will make us right with you. You bring us to that position, not only to tremble at your words, but to submit to it and to give honor to you and call you Habba, Father. So I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, uh, Aaron, and what a wonderful reminder that Jesus still calls us. He still gives us that invitation. And just thinking.